Hello, and welcome to the Author's Den podcast, where we help authors share their message to the world. Join us as we feature unique conversations and get ready to be inspired. Now, let's get started with the show. And now welcome the amazing Lizzie T. Wow, what a day, what an incredible, incredible show we have prepared for you today. This is going to be, uh, I'm hoping that a, a motivational, uh, inspiring, enlightening, uh, uh, my goodness, uh, this is going to be for you what you probably are looking for. A lot of people are thinking, how can I overcome certain things? How can I become a, a certain body? How can I overcome my problems? Wow, I have an answer for you today. Yes, I, I do, I do. Uh, thanks to my incredible, uh, amazing guest today, uh, Dr. Ken. Wow, you are in for a treat. Um, I know that there is solutions for everybody's problem all over the world, and it's up to us to dig. And today you don't have to dig. You don't have to go Google. You don't have to go because the answer is right here, right here for you. Uh, this fellow, it's incredible. I'm going to. We're going to be talking today to uh, Dr. Sellar Ken. He is an MD and ABM. Um, uh, MBA, uh, incredible author, not just of this book that we're going to be discussing today, but of other books that he's going to tell you later on today. So Dr. Kan has 50 years of experience as a successful leader, physician, medical college professor, healthcare executive, and a family man, of course, of course, uh, uh, behind every great man, there is an awesome woman, with life lesson and self-assessment tools included, this motivational blueprint will boost your personal transformational self-esteem. People are suffering right now, especially the last two years. The pandemic has completely destroyed some self-esteem and even, um, I hate to touch that, but we have to, people that have, you know, even contemplating suicide because of what is going on. I know that if you know somebody, you can definitely recommend this book. This exists today, widespread lack of confidence, leadership, whatever a business, government, education, or elsewhere. This vision of confidence leader that L is needed for the betterment of the world. So Dr. Uh, Dr. Can will be talking today about unlocking the natural born leader's ability and uh, uh, it's it's you have to you have to tune in everyone uh, we will get all the information how to get your book how to get in touch with dr ken and how to uh being able to help yourself and this is all about helping yourself through tools like the unlocking natural born leaders ability book and uh, if you see the cover uh which you probably are right now you can see that there's a key uh to to a brain because some of the answers 
uh, are there already, and I can guarantee those. So, uh, yeah, let's welcome him with a wonderful round of applause. <laughs> Hello, hello. Hello, yes, hi. How are you doing? I know you're excited as much as I am. Oh, yeah, definitely, yes. So, so Dr. Kent, let's start with, with uh, the person, because I always like to dig a little bit more, not just the author, the, the, the business person, the, the doctor, uh, the entrepreneur, but also the, the uh, person. Um, so we know that you are a family man. So, Dr. Kent, are you, uh, you know, have, have grandkids yet, have kids, have uh, a significant other? What's, what's your, your life like? Oh, my life is very good, and I'm lucky. I have a wonderful, beautiful wife and two sons, <laughs> and both uh, uh, having a medical degree, become a doctor, and now they are doing their residency in Chicago as a doctor. And uh, so ultimately, I'm, I'm a very blessed and happy person, and it has all happened because of my parents. And if uh, you allow me, I can give you a heads up why I wrote this book, what thing inspired me to write this book and writing a book is not a uh, easy thing as you know and everyone yes so, yes I, I love for you to share this because I know that there is a, a balance and, and a background and definitely an inspiration from this which will help other people and that's really the purpose that we do the dragon the, the authors den because we want to be able to inspire people but one thing that you said is I, I really need to emphasize I am married to a beautiful wonderful woman and that says so much uh, I mean, kudos to you, to you, and congratulations. And you, if your wife is listening, um, you should hear this, ma'am, because he acknowledged you, and that is a big, big thing uh, for us women, wives, uh, mothers, daughters, and sisters to have the acknowledgement of our significant other and say, you know, thanks to uh, my beautiful wife. So, yeah, I wanted to say that, and also an acknowledgement to your parents because that's what made you who you are so absolutely please take it away um, your parents was a real big uh, inspiration to you and yeah tell us why so now I will start with my childhood because this is very important and uh, no one can become a very good a strong positive thinker leader unless they have a very good home environment during the early childhood because if I have a abusive type of the parents and bad neighborhood or anything else. We cannot expect that our kids are going to be a very good uh, student, leader, professionals in future or anything else. So the, really the leadership starts from home. And I will tell you, uh, because that is another topic in my fourth book, I am writing on it, more than 80% I completed. And that is called Cultivation of the Global Leadership Mind and Skill Set, a Unique Training Manual. So ultimately, this topic is very important. When the baby born, they are all having a, a subconscious mind is a slate-like empty. And then they start uh, picturizing surroundings and all those things. And they, although we don't remember until by the age of five or six or seven years, but after that we start uh, 
thinking about, oh, yes, I was seven years, I was doing this and that, like that. So that is come up in the memories. But now the science is advancing so much, and in future, we are going to find out what we were doing and thinking at the age of two months, six months, one year, or like that. So that is just an introduction. That is my uh, real topic in the fourth book. But what happened at the age of 12 years? What happened? My school was uh, in the after, uh, in the morning, and then they changed the shift to afternoon. So usually I finish my homework in the evening time, and the daytime I uh, just free and doing nothing. So one day I asked my mother, I want to help you in the kitchen. I want to see what you are doing the whole day and preparing food three times, fresh food for all of us. So she said, okay, you have finished your homework and everything. I said, yes. Then after that, she said, okay. And after that, what happened, I started learning and doing whatever she was telling me. And I was highly obedient. And I was very respectful to my mother and my father. And I was uh, helping my father also going to the bank and uh, paying the bills and all those things. As well as at the home, I was start doing the home organization and uh, putting the things here and there, cleaning this uh, uh, kitchen things like that, and then uh, helping preparing the food uh, with my mother and all those things. So ultimately, I noticed that uh, my mother at one time preparing two, three, four different type of the dishes, and she was having a very good time management. And nothing is going to burn. Everything is timely. And then she is putting all those uh, ingredients of the food, uh, just uh, guesswork. Just she can take one spoon, two, three, five, without thinking what she is doing. And then she can prepare a very delicious food. And she is uh, preparing the food for my uh, five brother and sister living together and my father and my mother also. So ultimately... We are all having a different preferences before going to the school, college, and anything like that. And she was taking care for all those things. So, And she never failed. She never missed uh, our timing to go to college or school or anything. She has a window of 5 minutes, 10 minutes. Now the son number one is coming, two is coming, daughter is coming, this and that. So ultimately, I practice and I observe. And after that, within six months or one year, I become perfect in my time management. Whatever she designates to do salah. I'm ready to do, and I was doing it very confidently and very perfectly, and everything is on time. And still, that habit I have, and I have a very good, perfect time management at my work, at my organization. I'm dealing with a lot of complex problems and issues and projects, huge projects. So ultimately, I'm completing two to three weeks prior to the deadline. That is, I came from my... Uh, parents, whatever I learned at the age of 12 years. So that is the one important thing. The other thing is that in the beginning, I was doing mistakes. So as a, my parents, what they said, they never shout on me, what you did, this, that. No. She reassured me. She said, oh, no problem. It is going to happen. When you are doing something, the things are happening like that. Don't worry. Next time you will do it in a right way. So in that way, reassurance, start building my self-confidence. And this self-confidence is so strong, then after one year, two years, when nobody at home, they went for some marriage ceremony or anywhere else, I start preparing the food myself. And then to see where I stand, I can do it alone or not. So that is another ability I start finding myself. So basically my idea at that time, it is all like that. And then what happened when I was at the 10th grade and it was a summer vacation, I was reading a one fiction novel. I love that novel. And I read four or five times. And you cannot imagine, I just think once or twice at that time, perhaps maybe I'm going to write a number of the books in future. 
although at that time i was not having what i am saying what i am thinking but it was uh, stored in my subconscious mind but now i feel when 2017 i start writing the book so then at that time i start thinking and everything is coming just like a film in my mind and i was thinking during my entire career and busy life as a pulmonologist physician psychiatrist and hospital director management and everything like that and so mm-hmm. much so busy but uh, the the turning point came on march 16 uh, 2016 the suddenly my uh, elder sister elder a uh, uh, younger brother's uh, uh, son was sitting mm-hmm. on a carpet and, and he just fell on the carpet and died suddenly without any alarm without any uh, disease or any alarm or anything else so ultimately i noticed that one the life is highly unpredictable why i am waiting to write a book after my retirement and then right. in december 2016 i start writing my book and then within two months i completed that book and then it published in march 2017 so this is the thing what here what the message i'm going to tell the audience that if you have a plan you think about it you tell your subconscious mind that you mm-hmm. are going to do that and you you cannot imagine after that thought uh, i start uh, thinking more positively i was start learning more and more because in my subconscious mind telling my a uh, real conscious mind that oh you, you have to do this you have to do it in order to learn more and more confidence mm-hmm. to something best in your future career so it was definitely in a very nice way with me and that's why i have no problem to write one two three books and not writing four book also and i have the a plan for my fifth book the yeah, discipline the that discipline. you have it it's incredible one of the things that i want to be able to comment uh dr can is the the ability and the preciousness and like i have to say pressure because what you've encountered with your parents especially with your mom two strong women in your life obviously your wife and your woman but to, to be able to notice to be able to acknowledge and to be able to realize that your mother was not just a a a wife a housewife she had a task she was organized she was able to handle many tasks all at once and you were able to to see it because a lot of kids um you know they 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 take it for granted those things do not enter especially nowadays with the way technology is and kids carrying cell phones on their hands i don't know if that would would be able to be captured and i'm so honor and so glad that you're you were able to do that in order for you to benefit other people that are listening to us right now that uh, you saw that and one of the things that your mom taught you your parents rather taught you that um even though you were able to do exactly the same thing as your mom you know multitask uh cons- be be concerned with many things all at once but they never was uh, um censored they never censor you they always give you reassurance uh they never uh push back or they they reproach you for for making mistake that's key but one of the questions that i have for you uh, dr can is that what about for people that didn't have that kind of stability and i'm i'm not sure your background where you're from i i sense a little accent but you know what about that families are not stable they they don't have parents that that you had I, i'm blessed that i have similar parents like yours 
which my father, very disciplined, uh, started businesses early in age and it's finished. But what about people that are listening to us right now or will be listening in the future and saying, well, that is great that Lizzie and Dr. Can had parents that were able to nourish them to grow and to write books like what you are talking about, uh, Unlock the Natural Born Leader. I didn't have the fortune, the blessing to be growing up like that. My parents were drug addict, they were alcoholic, they were abusive. How can I change my life around with that kind of environment that I had as a 10-year-old like you had? This is a very good question for the audience. And uh, so the point is that uh, uh, we cannot make our parents. We, it is our luck what type of the parents we got it. And that's why I'm focusing in my fourth book, uh, that how we are going to uh, educate our parents before they plan to have a baby. So that component will come soon. And now my parents, what they did, they, they are very honest. And that's the question that they have to build a confidence in the big, uh, the kids. And confidence means my mother was telling every time, uh, uh, don't worry, you have ability to do it. You can make it impossible to possible. And I remember all the time, the, this, whenever I'm in difficulties and anything, this words came to my mind. And immediately I received some great inspiration and my body become more motivated to do it and then I'm ready to go for it and then my always achievement target is 100%. So since my childhood until now, try my best and to get almost 100%. So many times 100% uh, I received this uh, achievement. So basically uh, the audience, they may have different type of the parents, definitely. They are all human beings and it is just my luck, my fortune. But I can suggest them that if the parents, if they plan to have their babies and everything, so they can little bit discipline themselves. They can avoid the drug or alcohol or anything. And if their habit is very hard for them. But the only thing is that if really they plan what type of the kids they want in their future, in the career. So we have to learn how to sacrifice as a father and mother. If we are not sacrificing, our kids are not going to sacrifice in their career, in their future. And they think everything is very easy to get. And once they are not able to get it, they become very much stressed out, tense. And then they are doing the wrong thing. They also get involved into the drug and everything like that. Yes, yes. The cycle so, continues, unfortunately. And I can tell uh, by what you have learned from your parents, you have definitely passed it on to your kids because obviously you have successful uh, sons, daughters uh, that are able to pursue medical school as well because you were able to share your beliefs, your learning, your um, your confidence. You were able to pass that to your kids. And I've seen many, many families or many per people that have, and many of them have gone through my show as well, that uh, had no way, uh, shape, or form because of the uh, situation that they were born 
that they would be able to leave or break the chains like we were talking earlier and they were uh, they had the plan and that's one of the things that I love about what you said there is a plan when it comes to uh, a, a point in people's life they realize this is enough I cannot continue living like this the teachings that I receive or that I saw from my parents are not productive I need a way out I need a plan and that's imperative and I love to find out uh, you know for people to get more information what how do we unlock right you talked about is this all in the subconscious you have uh, I, I, I know for a fact that things happen when you have um, information in your subconscious and comes to fruition you could see it happening it's happened to me when I wrote things uh, 10 years ago and I said I was going to have my talk to that I was going to publish my book and it, not that you know it's mystical or anything like that it just stays in your subconscious and it later on in life when you're ready to do it it triggers I believe that a hundred percent so yeah to have another book to teach parents to pass that to your kids, it is so, so, so important. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's true. And then another thing I will tell you what, because uh, the good training in the early childhood is very important. And uh, my mother used to tell every night a very interesting moral stories. And we all, brother and sister, sit together on a one bed and listen. And she was telling verbal story and she is just a real to the life and all those things and we enjoy a lot and then i practice the same pattern i wrote in my this book also unlocking the natural born leaders ability and the key in the brain in the book cover is indicating how we can unlock our mind and subconscious to get the result to become a natural born leader so ultimately i also practice to my two kids when they were young and for 10 years, every night, in spite of all my different commitment as a physician, doctor, so much so. So ultimately, I was telling moral stories, verbal, without uh, any reading book or anything else, and making a humor and all those things. So it helps to develop a bounding between the father and the two son. number one. Number two, the story is so much so attractive, then they start thinking. Their intellectual thinking, abstract thinking is developing according to the listening of moral stories. And there was some humor also. They start laughing on that. So ultimately, in that way, when they've grown up, they are able to write their own abstract thinking on the paper. And that's why they are all having their grades higher and they compete. A lot of students, they study in the University of Chicago, and then they become uh, go to the medical college, medical school, medical university, and all those things they have done. And now they are doing residency as a doctor. So ultimately, I want to tell our audience they can also whatever they want to make their uh, case in their future. They want attorney, physician, professional, good citizen. So everything is based on our parents in the initial phases. And now I also grown up. Uh, afterward, in the same environment, the other kids are growing in Pakistan, Karachi. And always you know that uh, we don't have any ideal environment in our neighborhood. So ultimately, 
but because of the good teaching and the good foundation by my parents, uh, I exposed with a lot of uh, our friends, they are smoking and everything, but I never smoked. So, so this is the thing we are going to teach, and in my fourth book, we, I'm going to train everyone, try to avoid, the, uh, to make a bad habits. And then another thing is that the basic concept about this unlocking the natural born leader's ability. So the main thing is that everybody born equal, everybody is having a lot of hidden potentials and talents, and we have to discover our talents by doing the things, by doing hard work, spending time. In the United States, I noticed the people when I, at work, we say, you do this extra work, we have big project and everything coming up. They say, oh, it is not my job. I'm not getting money for that. Whatever is written in my job description, I will do that. So ultimately, they lose the opportunity of learning. They are getting free of cost to get involved, put a little bit more time to learn and find a new skill to perform under a stressful situation, high pressure situation in the organization, working under the leaders to learn something good, to improve ourselves. If we are mm -hmm. not going to ready to learn, improve ourselves, we stagnate. And we are just working 10, 15, 20 dollars per hour, and we are not moving forward to become a supervisor, manager, or director, or maybe the leadership role. It That's comes right. Because you further refine with due course of time, getting involved. And then the real test for the good leadership is always come when there is a crisis. And right now you notice that one during the COVID era, last two years, our yes. all leaders of the they are totally failure. Their yes. minds are not working. They don't know yes. what to do. But one of the things that I wanted to uh, elaborate on what you said, you know, your mind needs to be constantly working. I have a perfect example. Uh, the, my mother, 80-year-old uh, woman, not, not a hint of, you know, thank God, uh, of, of sickness, uh, completely elusive, brain bright and uh, always learning. She has a computer. She has a tablet. Uh, she has, uh, you know, she knows how to manage the Internet. Whereas a lot of my friends of my age, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am, uh, all of their mothers and fathers and grandmothers, they're in senior homes right now. Unfortunately, you know, not not mobile. My mother works um walks uh, an hour every day uh, and and she's she's very very uh, she's always planning to do something and even you know she, she was just telling me the other day I, maybe I should go back to school and, and take a course uh, or do something and I said absolutely so that proves uh, everyone that a mind a bright mind a, br a brain that has uh, something to look forward, something to work towards. It's a bright mind, and it's a mind that will definitely get things done, accomplished. And uh, you, you were talking about kids. You were reading, not reading, but you were telling your kids' story. That reminds me, when I was a little girl, that I used to actually listen to radio programs, and my imagination completely soared because I didn't see TV. There was no TV. It was just a radio program, and all the sounds, it made you imagine that you were there, and your mind, your your brain just went 100 miles just trying to figure it out uh, in your mind, pick, 
painting a picture in your mind, and that is so, so good for you, and uh, that helps uh, the growth and the creativity of everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a child, if you're older, and we're lacking of that, especially nowadays when everything needs to be fast and everything needs to be instant, and, uh, you know, so selfishness is number one. We need to take a little bit a step backwards. Science is good, technology is great, but we need to uh, make sure that those things are not, we cannot forget how important it is, uh, how your mind to keep um, working in a sense that you are not being uh, <laughs> old. <laughs> I don't like to use that word because all, all this is really a state of mind. Uh, I don't consider my my 80-year-old mother being an old person. To me, she's just a young, young lady. So, so absolutely, I love I love that about you, uh, Dr. Ken. Uh, we're I don't want to forget because time just flies here on Authors Den, and uh, I wanted to make sure that people that are listening to us right now um, can get their own copy of Unlocking. Uh, the natural born leader ability. Uh, so where can people uh, find more information and get their, their copies? Yeah, it is available at Amazon, amazonbooks.com, and they can just type in my name and title of the book, they can find it. And uh, it is also available at the Archway Publishing, actually, Breeze, and it is also available at my webpage. And I can tell my webpage, uh, www.doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R, Salar, S-A-L-A-R, Khan, K-H-A-N, it's all one word, dot com. And this uh, display all my three books and my interviews and uh, leadership abilities and uh, my blogs and all those things are there. So uh, our audience, they are going to learn a lot by reading all those materials. And if they can Google search only Salar Khan, MDMBA, they can find me uh, on the Google, and they can find all my different uh, interviews, book trailers, and all those things. And this uh, unlocking the natural born leader's ability actually uh, mm -hmm. it is the extract, it is the extract of my uh, leadership abilities as a physician. So I discover the clinical intuition as well as uh, leadership intuition. Clinical intuition means as a doctor. So I was treating and managing the patient in Saudi Arabia, Pakistan. Uh, I was just see the patient and 60-70% uh, I diagnose their illness. And then I immediately on the spot giving the treatment and they are responding very well. So this is very surprising uh, things which I got it because of I mobilized my subconscious mind where we develop our intuition. That means inner sense. And sometimes what happens, we are getting a lot of thoughts, positive and negative. So our mind is... Uh, uh, just uh, making a balance, what type of the thought you are going to take consideration. If my environment and I, my childhood is good and I'm a positive thinker, I will take all positive thinking coming into the mind. And I remember that every day everyone is having a more than 65,000 thoughts. Out of that, 45,000 thoughts are negative and remaining 20,000 thoughts are positive. So if we are positive thinkers, our mind is taking the positive thoughts in between they are coming. And then you suddenly, so many times in your life, notice that, oh, you got this idea, it's very good. And then you can start processing and thinking in that direction. 
and then in order to accomplish something you get more experience more training and more hard mm. work to get into the positive thinking and the positive result and in that way you are going to develop a new skill related to that particular hard work so that's the change going to make our uh, thinking process as well as to develop a new skill new thought new experience and your observation is going to become a very strong and then uh, so i design in my book uh, uh, by just using all those things practically as a doctor as a physician as a attending physicians psychiatrist that uh, everybody can have this 10 uh, abilities for the uh, natural born leaders and that is insightfulness and self confidence and the intrinsic motivation the third is integrity or trust communication and listening skills sacrifice as a doctor mm-hmm. we have to sacrifice our time not making the money sacrifice for the patient life to work hard extra time to save the life of the patient and then uh, there is another thing is the patience as well as a composure and open mindedness and courage and compassion and uh, optimism so these 10 things i developed when i was practicing as a doctor so ultimately uh, i noticed that all these clinical intuitions make me a good decision maker clear mm-hmm. decision and clarity of mind built more self confidence building my own self motivation after each success i feel happy in my heart and i say myself okay i did today something good appreciate myself so in that way it is boosting my moral and thinking and i uh, i have no uh, tiredness of the whole day work or anything else because i have an initiative and new things coming up and making my endorphin releasing in my body and ultimately i getting a very good feeling and that's the thing the people getting more and more and they can do a lot of work and in shorter period of the time their time management will be perfect and their decision making will be perfect and they are not afraid to make the decision and why i write this book because many organization where i work internationally the, the uh, leaders are uh, uh, afraid to make the decision because they thought if, they, if something goes wrong they are going to fire from the work and ultimately if they are not making decision they are going to fire because they are incompetent they are not uh, giving a worth to the organization as a positive outcome so if that's the things uh, provoke me to write something and then i'm not afraid for making decision because the thing is that i sometimes what happen we have to make the decision today and we don't have time to make the decision tomorrow so it's a very simple formula i design in my mind and i can go whatever i currently the data is available and then i use my subconscious mind my intuition my inner senses what they are telling me how i can make this decision today so in that way i can find the clue from the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind creating the uh, hard uh, thought process inside and the loud uh, feeling coming up and there is a uh, some soft feeling coming up so i focus on more soft feeling and that's soft feeling coming from my subconscious mind and the audience may be thinking that what i'm talking about because it will come by practice and feeling because i have spent my 50 years to find this uh, innovative uh, discovery for myself and i want to give it to the public and then they can start working on it and ultimately they are going to be the good decision maker and the leader is not means the political leader the leader can make the decision 
either as a father as a parent as a mother or as a school teacher or college teacher everybody is making decision in their daily life and sometimes it is a good sometimes bad no problem i'm not afraid with making decision because i have a option to make the correction if something goes wrong immediately i have analysis in my mind i can make a alternative uh, uh remedial action and to correct that one that's no harm it's good so ultimately every time you succeed outcome is good you feel happy in the heart you feel more energy and your refinement in the mind for making decision is going on going on for the long time and ultimately most of the time within few second if there is any issue any problem you think about it four or five solution will come up in the mind and then you can pick which one is prioritized to make the decision at this point and these are the novel thought novel ideas and all leaders they are not having that one one of the yes. things that i love what you just said that most of the time the answer to that solution is right in your mind and we doubt ourselves so many times people doubt themselves professionals doubt themselves so many times and if you do make a decision which is not the correct one admit and being able to be big enough to admit or to say uh that you made the wrong decision and there is time hopefully there is time to fix it and to do the right decision now one of the things that we talked to you yeah, i heard you talking about is dorfin and you are a happy person you are a very optimistic obviously because you wrote this book um what i noticed too is especially with the youth the young uh generation they're sorting to artificial endorphin and we unfortunately we're talking about drugs we're talking about medication that makes people to be happy artificially and the way i say artificial is because they can't be happy for themselves one of the what would you say or as a as a doctor is one of the ways to make someone to have those natural endorphins yeah the natural endorphin when we do exercise we are positive thinking achieving our goals and target on daily basis so ultimately you learn how to feel happy in your heart happiness is not that i am getting 1 million dollar today i feel happy that happiness will be for 10 15 minutes if i am going to use some drug or something to become happy it is just for 20 30 1 hour 2 hour after that depression it is a real real feeling and that is come from the bottom of the heart and every day every moment uh after the finishing this interview i will put my hand on my heart i say okay i did something good for the humanity for the public for the audience for the people whatever i wrote i try my best to explain and i can speak 24 to 80 uh, 48 hours about all these <laughs> i can tell I can yeah. definitely tell Dr. Kan that you could talk on this subject forever. But a lot of people that are listening to you right now, they're thinking, "Well, he's too full of himself. He thinks too highly. I can't be putting my hand on my chest and saying to myself, 'I did a good job.'" My answer is, and probably you have a different answer or maybe a similar, "Why not?" It's not like you're being too proud or or thinking that you're too much it's just a, a way and i see it because i do it myself 
I see it as I am being a productive person right now, sharing my guess, because this is your story, not mine. I'm just a little platform that sharing this for others to benefit, and that is my part in this world. And I'm not being conceited or, or thinking to hide of myself for doing that, but I'm just thankful that I am allowed to be an instrument in this world for others to benefit. Um, what is your answer if somebody's saying, why do you think so highly of yourself? Isn't that too, uh, uh, too big of you? Yeah, the question is that, first of all, I love myself. I love my family. I love my parents. I love the humanity in my heart, in my body, every time. And whatever I'm performing and doing, I have a love and passion towards the humanity. That gives me a lot of energy, number one. Number two is that I'm always ready to perform a lot of work without looking forward for getting any award or reward externally. No. Internal awards and reward, I believe on that. And that gives me a very good feeling. And I never feel tired. Every day I'm working 15 to 18 hours, and I'm very happy. And then I'm writing the book, doing full-time job and everything like that, and holding a top position at my work as a leadership and dealing with a lot of human beings, a lot of employees, and to work with that. So ultimately, these things and passion, honesty, sincerity, ready to sacrifice my work or anywhere. If somebody say, oh, we need some help, I'm always there. I'm always volunteer myself. And the other people, they say, no, it is not their job. Why they will do it? At work, uh, the management called me to go and do uh, help the other department sometimes. If they have any trouble, I go happily and then I resolve their issue. And it is very easy for me. So th that type of the feeling, it takes time. I spend a lot of time, a lot of hard work. And I remember that I didn't waste my time. If I am on the bed in the morning after wake up during the weekend, if I'm not feeling to sleep more or anything, I just get out from my bed. I start working. Every day I have my task, four or five different tasks, I start doing it. Sometimes I feel frustrated to do some tasks. It may be very difficult. So I stop that one there. And then I can start with an easier task. And then I can complete that one. And then I put my hand on my heart. I say, yes, I did that one. Very good. So I reassure myself, I have ability, I can do it. Nothing is impossible. I remember my mother's word. It is energizing me. So it's not that you are conceited or you think too highly of yourself, but it's just a positive and a reassurance that you are worthy and that you deserve the praise that you're given and also you know that you have accomplished something to help others. So I completely understand. I'm the same way, Dr. Ann, and I agree with you 100%. And a lot of people don't feel worthy right now or don't feel that they deserve, don't have that assurance. Well, that's why we're, we're introducing Dr. Can for you and obviously uh, the book Unlocking the Natural Born Leaders Ability. So the abilities are there and uh, there are inside of you and there are um, 
we just need to trigger them and this book can definitely help you. You can find this book at Amazon on uh, Dr. Can's website. Uh, all this will be posted on uh, the Authors Den platform for you to be able to dig a little bit, get in touch with Dr. Can, and uh, get a lot more information. A lot of other people are listening to this and probably thinking, well, this is too easy for you to say, Lizzie. Not it isn't. I was not always here. I've had up and downs, like some of you know. I've shared some of my my stories, but you can always lift. You can always choose to lift yourself up. Um, I could just, you know, give, put my hands up and say I give up. Uh, trust me, that that has crossed my mind, but uh, I refuse. <laughs> There's too many wonderful people, just like doctors. Solar um, can that are needed to be uh, exposed, needed to be shown to the world. Uh, the books that he's writing is to help uh, incredible people that are probably suffering or probably not there where they need to be. They need to be in a place for them to benefit others in this beautiful, beautiful uh, world that our Creator has created. Uh, so this is this is very, very important. For your other books, uh, Dr. Can, that you are working, can you tell us when those books are coming up and when can we expect more of that? And uh, a little bit, you did touch a little bit of what these books are yeah. all about, but can you give us um, when are we expecting Okay, so uh, my second book, it is already published, and that is Am I Burnout at Work? A Self-Care Solution. And why I wrote this book? Because I was reading a magazine indicating that every year 400 physicians committing suicide because of the chronic stress. And then I dig into the detail into the topic because uh, uh, I'm also a physician doctor, so I know that what exactly the stress is, acute chronic stress, and what is the feeling of the patient or the person who is suffering from this one. And even then, <laughs> this is very common among the topmost CEOs, professionals, human resource people, and all others like teachers, students, healthcare CEOs. So because the reason is that they have a high expectation and but when they are not able to reach to the climate, high expectation, then they start depressing. And then they are still reducing their accomplishment at the work to deal with the, uh, we can call that uh, the target or the project is going down. So in that way, poor efficiency and poor work output, so ultimately they are fired from the work. And they try to overcome, but they don't understand what is going on inside their body as a burnout because that stress is increased the forgetfulness and it is leading to frustration, fatigue, exhaustion, anxiety. Then it goes on to cause hopelessness, helplessness, depression. Then at the end, suicidal thought, taking drugs, alcohol, and all those things making worse their conditions. And at that point, they think the life is worthless, no need to survive, and they lost the purpose of living on this earth. So ultimately, they are committing suicide. 
So this and, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, uh, Dr. Kim, this is definitely um, one of the biggest number one. I would say, as a, as a as a little research that I have done, uh, more so than the pandemic itself, because I've seen the last two years and I've uh, attempt of, of suicide, especially in the youth, uh, people of business, in, in successful, I don't know if I want to use that word, but completion of, of finishing with their life more than ever before in the last two years. So I am so, so happy that you are able to bring this uh, to enlightening people to get that, uh, that book, definitely. I am burned out at work. This is incredible. And uh, something new, really, uh, another one. <laughs> you, you don't seem to amaze me at all. Look at you. Um, so yeah. this is called Shaping the Future of Global Leadership, Finding a Peaceful Solution. I, I'm very, very curious about this one. Yeah, this book is highly relevant uh, today's scenario. And December 2019, I wrote in this book, page number 31, that the world is moving towards third world war and nuclear war. That was my anticipation at that time when I was writing this book. And that's the reason I want to explain our world leaders, either they are prime minister or president or any CEOs, any top positions, how they are going to manage their leadership ability for the benefit of the humanity, for the betterment of the world. Because this is very important. Because the decisions are made by different type of the leaders. And that leaders belong to the different part of the world. Their cultures are different. Their thinking process is different. Their environment grown up in a different way. So ultimately, it's very hard to find a sincere, honest, sacrificing global leaders. When I mm -hmm. say the word global means anyone who is uh, dealing with the world countries as a leader of the world, so ultimately, uh, this book provided so many guidelines how they are going to improve their leadership, gaining their confidence. Every day they have to make certain decisions because the world is now a polarized and mm -hmm. more polarized, more dispute, more conflict leading towards more, uh, what can I say, war or damaging the peace of the world. Yes. And the people feel fear, they start accumulating the ammunition and bomb, drone, and all those things, the all negative things, uh, everybody wants to protect themselves, right? Absolutely. So, we, we, need to, we need to have you back, uh, Dr. Cam, to uh, for 45 minutes, it's almost almost an hour right now we've been talking, but you know what? You're worth it. Um, but that book itself needs at least an hour of conversation. I have... Uh, some research of my own and some input of my own, but absolutely, this one needs a show all in itself uh, because it is uh, a topic, a very, very interesting topic, uh, a little bit controversial, I have to admit, but, uh, no, but that's it needs I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand that it is controversial because the question is that we have a different type of the culture people. Some are the believers, some are disbelievers. So I'm not going to hurt their feelings because of that mm -hmm. one. The question is that if I am a disbeliever, I don't believe on God, 
no problem right but at least mm-hmm. i can perform a good quality care for the public for the people there that's is, right uh, no problem if you don't believe on god if i believe on god i have a fear in my heart if i will do something wrong one day the god is going to ask me that is my personal feeling i'm not imposing everyone to do that's in right. that direction And no, I'm glad that you've taken that position that way nobody comes and uh, says anything. But, but Dr. Ken, I am so, so up to up right now. You are such a breath of fresh air uh, to be able to have you here with us at Authors Den uh, talking about an incredible life that you have. And not only that, the example that you are uh bring into people from all over the world and the hope and the inspiration uh definitely it is uh a bre- like i said before a breath of fresh air um the the book everyone is called unlocking the natural born leader uh by Dr. Salar Khan please please check it out on Amazon or on his website it has been such an honor to speak with you i know we can go on all night uh but unfortunately <laughs> there is so much time in the year that we have but you are uh to be congratulated uh, big 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 applause to you for all the uh work that you continue to do uh to bell to better uh, our brothers and sisters around the world our fellow human beings you are an example of a true servant love it so before we leave uh, i just want to tell the title of my fourth book which i am writing cultivation oh, wow. of global yeah cultivation of global leadership mind skill sets a unique training manual so the reason is that in this book Uh, I'm going to provide the educational tips for our parents who are going to have a babies and all, and the parents who have their kids 10 years, 20 years, 30 years age, how they are going to manage and uh, and their uh, polish their leadership abilities. It's very easy. And then the uh, the leaders who are at the age of 40, 45, 50, 60, 70 years age, there is some suggestion what uh, and there will be a. self evaluation questionnaire to check their leadership abilities and then there is a personality things also because everybody's personality is different yeah, so perhaps. everybody can stand according to their personality some are positive thinker negative thinker extroverted introverted so these are the different things so that thing is explaining to all these things and it is making a, a good thing and the other thing is that uh in this uh, mindset because everything is a mindset if somebody mm-hmm. having a mindset to go into the war so ultimately that mindset is uh, uh damaging the world and how they can uh, uh, make a positive uh, outcome to avoid the war or anything else because we are all ordinary public and people we don't know what is going on at That's the right. political levels or uh, leadership levels and all those things so i suggested that our le- in my third book shaping the future i suggested a new organization to evaluate the credentials of all leaders of the world to make mm-hmm. sure they have some knowledge some decision making and everything and before they are going to participate in the election of any country as a prime minister or president they are going to go through the psychiatric and psychological evaluation to make sure they are mentally sound to hold the office as the president and prime minister of any country in the world that's, so that that's an awesome yeah and in that way we can uh, screen out 
and what they are good and what they are not. And other thing is that I also suggested in third book, Shaping of the Future of the Global Leadership, the training program, annual training programs and all those things so they can get regular training to be polished themselves. Because as a doctor, we are also having a training. As an attorney, they are also uh, working as a law, they are also having a training. So everybody right. is having the training. Why not our leaders uh, have oh, uh, some training? I, I think it's it's definitely a must, uh, definitely. And, and one right. of the things I remember, too, that uh, as a parent, as a brand-new parent uh, going to your book that you're just writing right now, um, I remember saying, I wish somebody could give me a, a how to be a new parent. And there is the answer. A, a little bit late for me, but uh, never, not mm -hmm. late for people that are just starting. Dr. Ken, I cannot believe time just flying okay. here. Mm -hmm. We are going to be caught okay. off, and I hate for you to be. But no, no, it's no, been an fine. honor okay. and a pleasure being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful afternoon. And, uh, yes, thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak to your audience about my all these books. And really, I want to make a difference. And it is my belief that one person can make a difference. Absolutely. And that difference is going towards the betterment of the humanity on our beautiful, beautiful earth. I love the world, the people, the countries, everything. It is my thing because we all leaders and scientists, they make a lot of progress nowadays as compared to 100 years or 200 years before. So That's right. Why we are damaging our world, why we are uh, making fight and killing the innocent people and other people, they have nothing to do with the conflict between the leaders, not the, the And I believe that you can definitely make a difference. Don't ever go believing that you can't because uh, maybe you can reach everybody, but uh, you can reach to the key person. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, everyone, that is it for our show. Thank you. This was incredible. I hope you enjoyed. I know you enjoyed. Uh, Authors Den was uh, uh, brought to you by uh, the publishing company, and I love all of you. We'll see you soon. Thank you. I'm your host, Lizzie of Authors Den. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of the Author's Den podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our future episodes. That's all for now. We'll see you next time.